My soul is wrapped in harsh repose. Midnight descends in raven-colored clothes. But soft, behold, a sunlight beam cutting a swath of glimmering gleam. My heart expands. Tis grown a bulge in it. Inspired by your beauty. Effulgent. Thank you. That was for Cecily. All right, this next one's called The Wanted Folly of Mimo. Welcome to Sue Watches Buffy, the podcast where I sue and watching Buffy and Angel for the first time. Why my sister Emily guides me through. And tonight we are wrapping up Angel. We are talking about power play and not fade away. It's the end of an era, people. (laughs) 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 This has been fun. Yep. Well, we didn't introduce ourselves. I'm Sue. (laughs) I'm Em. And I'm B. Deny you three times? Would you like me to lie to you now? Yes. Thank you. Yes. Okay. You take the 30,000 on the left. You're fading. The last 10 minutes at best. And let's make them memorable. And in terms of a plan, we fight. Feet more specific? Well, personally, I kind of want to slay the dragon. Let's go to work. Yay, we got Bean, little George. Oh, I am so tired, but I could not miss this one. You can't miss this one. No. no. <laughs> I know, when I was leaving Matt and B's to come over to Amy's to watch Not Fade Away and podcast, Matt's like, are you sure you want to do that, B? (laughs) (laughs) He's like, I have to. (laughs) You don't understand. (laughs) Yeah, we got like zero sleep last night. Yep. But, But this is so much fun. Yep, and I am currently in Wyoming myself, at, but I am at our sister Amy's house podcasting because she and her little family are gone for the evening. <laughs> <laughs> so a nice, quiet, empty house. It's good. Yep. 
Oh, and guess what we're having for dinner tomorrow? Amy's doing a big birthday dinner. Guess what we're having, Em? <laughs> San Diego special? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so. Yeah, tomorrow is Sue's birthday. Yeah. Yay. March, March 3rd. Yep. Happy birthday, Sue. Thank mm-hmm. you. Yes. Yeah, I'm really happy to be out here celebrating my birthday with lots of family. Yeah, that'll be fun. I know. Yeah. You're there for the March string of birthdays. <laughs> for a few of them, yep. <laughs> <laughs> I guess not all the March people are up there. Nope. But we have Sarah next and then Rob fifth and sixth, right? Yep. And, um Cam's dad is on the fifth as well. <laughs> Lots of March birthdays. So So yeah. Woohoo. I can't believe we're we're done. You guys have seen them all. I think there's like two hundred and fifty four Buffyverse episodes. Uh, is there? <laughs> yeah, I just saw a little thing today on that, so that's how I knew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with 110 and 144. Yep. So, I can't believe it's over. What am I going to do with my life? Watch Firefly. <laughs> yeah, Firefly short, though. I do need to catch up on Freaks and Geeks. Oh. Yeah, you should do that. I'll try and think of some series. There's, yeah, there's good shows out there. Yeah. And I'll probably spend half my time watching Octonauts and Inspector Gadget anyways. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's always rewatching. One can always rewatch. One can always rewatch. Buffy. That's right. <laughs> oh yeah. The, <laughs> the other day, because I go and get Lucy at around ten, ten thirty every morning, and just take her on little adventures all day, and let B just have some time alone with George and try and nap when he naps. Mm-hmm. I don't know how well that's working, but yeah, right. <laughs> at least she's not chasing around a two-year-old at the same time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but uh, um, the other day, I always bring her home at around two for her to take her nap, and B and I started watching. We watched the what the special features for season six. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. And then we watched um, once more with feeling with the commentary. Oh, fun. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sad you're taking all these DVDs back, or I would commentary it up. You can keep them for a while. Well, you know, well, I mean, people are coming out the next weekend for Hope's wedding. If oh, you want to, yeah. if you want to, need them back right away, or you and Sue can split them up, and yeah. both of you commentary a couple seasons and then trade them. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, and we can try and fit in a couple more tomorrow when I bring Lucy home for her nap. Uh-huh. You know, we might be able to fit in a couple. That sounds fun. Yeah, so. You get seasons one through four. 
Little rock, paper, scissors. Who gets what Maybe you should trade off, like, one and two. One gets one, one gets two, one gets three, you know. I'll take the odd years, you get the even years. Yeah, odd year and even years. (laughs) (laughs) I'll take even, because I went four and six. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And I get five and seven. That works. So. I really enjoy having the, I like the one that's like, where they explain the season as a whole, the writers, mm-hmm. and kind of mm-hmm. what they had in mind. You just uh-huh. kind of see it from a little, maybe their perspective a little bit more. Yeah, it was And what they were trying to do. It was interesting. But was about funny. halfway through this segment about Dawn, because they're spending way too much time on Dawn. <laughs> <laughs> And Michelle Trachtenberg kept being like, Dawn is so understanding and so mature. Yeah, Yeah, what did she say? She's like way mature beyond her years. And we were both like, what? what? (laughs) Well, she's not. Are we talking about the same Dawn? (laughs) Says the possibly immature teenager herself. Yes. (laughs) I know. She said like most or something. She said some weird word, and I was like, yeah, you don't have any room to talk. Yeah, I don't know her at all, so I don't know if she's mature or not, but from that statement, it sounds like maybe she was a little overly optimistic. (laughs) Hold on a second there, Dawn. (laughs) We're Michelle Drakenberg. We may have separate... Hello? we lose B? Because of how mature and well-loved your character is. Yes. Hello? Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? Oh. Yeah, we might be on a delay now. What should I do? Uh, I'll call you back. Okay. Well, do you hear me now? Yeah, can you hear me? Yes. Okay. We seem okay. real time again. It's like you answered me right away, and I was like, okay, wait a minute. <laughs> Maybe I don't need to. <laughs> Maybe my you brain's... guys never did, went anywhere. Oh, weird. That's weird. And you just, like, cut out in the middle of, like, a word and then just came back okay. in that word. So in that was, word. <laughs> that was weird. It was weird. <laughs> that was new. Yep. All right. Should we get started? Yep. All right. Kat was going to send us a cat script. I'm surprised she didn't. So. Kat, this last week, finished Buffy. Yes, we watched the last two Buffys with Kat uh, a few nights ago. And we actually attempted to record, but there were many things that, (laughs) many factors that made us decide not to release it. (laughs) Yes. Yes, lots of piano playing upstairs. <laughs> and and now we had babies. There was two soundtracks to the show. <laughs> yes, our niece Annie is a fantastic piano player, but 
she was upstairs playing the piano and it came down. Yeah, the baby can... grand above the TV room. Yeah. Makes for... But I don't know. I don't think it would have been that interesting anyway because Kat didn't really react at all to anything. No, <laughs> no I was going to say, say she was so quiet. The quietest watcher ever. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not like you missed much. No, I think a couple times she went no way or mm. oh wow or something, but nothing like our watch. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're a little more vocal. <laughs> <laughs> So, okay. But yeah, she is almost caught up on the podcast, too. I think she's got one podcast to listen to, and then she's going to start season five of Angel. So. Well, good. Yep. But yeah, we were talking today, and she says, yeah, I can send a cat script. It won't be a long one, but but she must have forgotten. Yeah. So. Anyway, okay. So More we have things. a couple of... future cat. Yeah. Yeah, future cat. <laughs> Not so future. Well, I'll see her in a couple hours and I'll I'm just saying her. when she listens to these it's not as <laughs> Yeah, that's true. It's, the yeah. Future. it's not as futurey. It's like we could ask future cat how Bates Motel is going. Right. <laughs> <laughs> We can call her like next week cat. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, do you want me to read Harold's email? Yes. All right. So for the angel finale, he says, it is hard to believe that we are end of our series. I think power play would have played stronger if it came immediately after time bomb. When Angel stunned Gun by helping the Fell Brethren complete their deal for the Miracle Baby. That is when Angel began his plan, but then Everin paused for an adventure in Rome. Yeah, that's, that yeah makes, I agree. It makes a I lot agree. of sense. The girl in question kind of side-railed everything. Yeah. yeah. It was fun and everything, but it'd be nice to have Time Bomb, Power Play, and not Fade Away all together. Yeah, that would have been a good little trio right there. Um, when I first saw this episode, the introduction of the Circle of the Black Thorn seemed very abrupt, sort of like how Professor Moriarty, who had never been mentioned before, first appeared in what was supposed to be the last Sherlock Holmes story, and was described as the great mastermind who was behind all the crime in Britain. On rewatch, it didn't bother me as much. We've seen most of these guys throughout the season anyway. I kind of thought that too, that it just seemed convenient that there was like this circle of the black thorn that we'd never heard of before <laughs> yeah yeah but yeah but he has a good point that the members were all people we've been seeing all season yeah uh-huh. um and no uh, stretch to put them all together in a big evil club yeah right um on the other hand it is it still is hard to believe that they would induct Angel into their secret membership after less than a year of leadership at Wolfram and Hart. That is some major shushing. <laughs> Not only less than a year, but like only seemingly turned on his friends in the last two months. Right. So yeah. 
it's really the last two months. <laughs> and before that, they had reason to believe he'd be nowhere near eligible for it. Just exactly. the opposite. Exactly. So, what? Yeah. Major shushing. Shush. <laughs> uh, you do a lot of shushing when a series gets canceled halfway through. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you do. <laughs> Um, one thing that should be pointed out is that Angel killed Drogon, who is an innocent, in order to gain access to the Circle of the Blackthorn. This wasn't a sham bite like the time he bit Detective Kate in the Shroud of Ramon. It was a real kill. It feels like that this dramatic moment is kind of glossed over in the episode, because when we first see, see it, we think it is going to be some kind of cheat, and when we see it again later, it is in the context of Angel trying to gain access to the Circle. Yeah, I think, I mean, obviously Angel treated it as a necessary evil, you know, kill one to... Yeah. Not that he was saving the world, really, or anything. He was, well, he's saving a lot of lives by killing all these guys. These guys yeah. kill a lot of people. They're bad people. But, yeah, it's it was mentioned briefly by Gunn, I think, in the presence of Hamilton and... Angel just kind of brushes it aside and it's never brought up and he never seems to feel... He doesn't give it the proper gravitas I think it deserved about how he had to do it. It was a necessary evil. Yeah. I and used I used a little something like that. Uh-huh. B can attest. I was just confused about this whole thing too. I kept looking at her and I was like, does this make sense to you? And she was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Are you still confused? Well, I think the timeline is what confuses me because, okay, so Drogon and Illyria are playing that video game together. Mm-hmm. Does Hamilton take Drogon when he beats yeah. up? Yeah. Okay. okay. Apparently, like, tortures him by, like, pulling all his hair out oh, and lashing so him. And... Okay, okay. I think... Watching Hamilton beat up Illyria like that was very upsetting. Uh-huh. So I must not have noticed that he took Drogon. Yeah, because he leaves Illyria there and they find her. Right. Okay. Okay. Now it's making more sense. I guess I just didn't because I was like, he was just right there. When did Angel get, when When did all this happen? <laughs> <laughs> When did the hair go? (laughs) So, okay. That makes more sense. But yeah, that was a bummer that I liked Drogon. Me too. Uh, He's one I wish we could have seen. It's in my notes. I'm like, he seems pretty interesting. I wish we would have seen more of him. Yeah, I wish we would have seen more, and I wish they would have played up the he can't lie thing. Yeah. Um, They bring that up, and it's, you know, possible great comic moments. And exactly. Yes. Absolutely. Great reveals and things like that, and they never really do anything with it. Yeah. In fact, there are several times people ask him direct questions and he never answers. Right. So it's like he can lie by omission just fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to see like some physical part of him have to talk. Yeah. When someone asks him a question, like he can't uh-huh. stop his mouth from speaking right. words of right. truth. Right. There, there could have been some great. Spike and Drogon moments. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. You know, there already were, you know, with, you know, Spike being like, 
I'm not lying. You know, I'm not putting up with your lion's stuff. <laughs> well, know, you're right. And questions. It, <laughs> I mean, they were all one-sided, though. Just yeah. Like. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Um. Team Angel's decision to take on the circle is the end result of the calamitous decision to go to work for Wolfram and Hart. Fred died because of that decision, and everyone is still dealing with it. Angel is searching for meaning for something good to come out of the decision to come to Wolfram and Hart. Wesley, who suspected Angel of doing something to kill Fred and Time Bomb, again is very quick to accept Dorgan's claim that Angel sold her out. Gunn is up for a suicide mission. I don't think he is trying for redemption. He just wants to end his guilt. Lauren seems to have given up. The only exception is Spike, who joins in because he is always up for some mayhem. Nope. Uh-huh. Uh, his likes are Illyria and Drogon playing Crash Bandicoot. <laughs> yes. Angel actually taking a vote on something. <laughs> About time. Um, the reference to the one time Angel and Spike were in Tim... Wah. What is that? I think that's... We're intimate... What? <laughs> Oh, it's a what? That's oh, how okay. I would okay. read that. <laughs> I saw it as like a cry, like wah. Okay, we're like Harold Dallas. <laughs> <Gotcha. laughs> <laughs> That's right. There was a reference to that. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty funny. Uh, um, the finale is a very strong episode. Without having thought about it too much, it would probably be in my top ten or fifteen finales. I like how they go out fighting despite the odds. It just feels like the perfect note for Angel to go out on. Uh, there are so many great standout moments in this episode. I want to dwell on just a few. The first is how Angel signs away the Shanshu prophecy without any hesitation. He has been wanting that to come true since the end of season one. I wonder if he signs it because he doesn't care anymore. Or he doesn't believe it matters what you do. These things have a way of coming true in ways you never expected. So what's the point? Yeah, that's kind of what I think. Is He's just like, yes, these stupid prophecies. Yeah, he's been through the ringer with the prophecies. I think he's totally disenchanted by the whole idea of them. I think so. <laughs> yeah, I kind of saw it as... Um... He was being he was prepared to fully sacrifice himself for this. And so it didn't matter if you know mm-hmm. what prophecy was signed if he's dead. Yeah, that's true. And you know, you can also look at it he was really backed into a corner at that point if he didn't mm-hmm. sign it. Right. You know, oh, yeah. he had gotten into the black circle and then they kind of looked like they had a lot of questions about his character and this was the way to Make him prove it, so I think he's like, well, I'll uh-huh. go big or go home. <laughs> yep. Yeah. It's all in. I think another thing is, like, you know, he immediately says, I don't care about becoming human. I kind of don't think he does. No matter what the girl in question was, I think that was a comedy. I think he really, truly is over Buffy, and I think the human thing mm-hmm. was really about Buffy. I think it was... And I think Angel Angel can do more good as a vampire fighting evil than he can as a human. If he was a human, he would, he would have human strengths and weaknesses. 
Yeah, going way back to the I Will Remember You podcast, I said, Angel being a human, he'd be so whiny and he'd hate mm-hmm. not having what he's used to, all that strength and stuff, that he'd be unbearable. Yeah. And I think he knows that. <laughs> <laughs> I really think he he feels like he can do more good with his vampire strength and knowledge and whatnot. So I really, when when he says, I don't care about becoming a human, I kind of believed him. Yeah. I think it's a little of all of it. I think it is. Um, Although it's funny how big of a deal it all was. And it seemed like that was going to be how the show ended. So it's oh, a little, absolutely. It's I, a little odd that it was such. It went out with such little fanfare. I would have bet money that it was going to end with either Spiker or Angel or both becoming human. Mm-hmm. I, oh, seriously, I, they just made a huge deal out of it, like, halfway through the season. Yeah. And, hey, if they had a couple, yeah, with the Spike becoming a contender for it, mm-hmm. that definitely brought it all up again. I would mm-hmm. guess that if they would have had two or three more seasons, that is how it would have ended. That's how it would have ended, probably. Yeah. And he would have done the real boy dance. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay. Uh, Lindsay's death scene is one of my favorite moments of the series. Not because Lindsay dies or even that Lauren is the one to do it. To do it. It's because of Lindsay's displeasure that it was Lauren who killed him instead of Angel. Yeah, was <laughs> I love that. That's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> In a way, it is kind of a meta commentary that Lindsay wasn't a big enough bad guy to get killed by the protagonist. <laughs> He only deserves to get killed by the flunky. It also highlights how Lindsay has always had a one-sided rivalry with Angel. Angel didn't care enough to take care of Lindsay himself. (laughs) It really was kind of one-sided. Yes, it was. (laughs) It's like he was like a little annoying gnat to Angel, and to him it was like everything. (laughs) The best moment is Wesley's death scene. I noticed that his stab wound is roughly the same wound that he gave Gavin a few episodes back. It would be enough to have had Wesley die in Fred's arms, or a vision of Fred at least telling him that she loved him. But there is the added complexity that Illyria, who is not supposed to have human feelings, is in fact having feelings for Wesley. Mm. I am not sure if there are Fred's emotions that have bubbled up in Illyria's mind or that Illyria, being a human body, is becoming part human, but clearly Illyria got something out of pretending to be Fred in The Girl in Question. Was saddened when Wesley ignored her after she did that in Power Play, ran to help him with Vale after she took care of her own targets, and was filled with grief and rage after his death. Yeah, the way I look at Fred becoming, or Illyria becoming Fred... Is when you look at how she acted in a, in the girl in question, it was like she had no problem acting just like Fred would act mm-hmm. to her parents. It's like those memories must be so... She can draw on them so clearly that she can almost, you know, take on... She can take on the personality and everything. So, I think... Well, I mean, obviously, she says as much that... She's grieving for him, so I feel like she's got the Fred's memories to how Fred would actually react to Wesley dying, and she also has her own 
in yeah. there, too. Yeah, I think it's a mix of, of the two. I mean, Wesley is also the only one who's, like, showed her any kind of, I don't know if you want to call it friendship or... But yeah, uh... he, he stuck with her, you know, the whole time. Even before they took her powers away, you know? Yeah, and she was caring. You know, she'd fight it, but she did care what he thought, and she cared what he was doing, and she noticed that he helped her. Right, right. I think he kind of helped, like, prove her wrong about the what, how much she hated humans, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like... You died so long ago, you just, you don't know what humans are like, you know? Yeah, they're no longer the muck beneath your feet. Right. <laughs> right. So. Um, yeah, it's. But yeah, uh, it made a great, it made for a great scene. <laughs> it did. It did. And it was the same, you know, wound that he gave gun but that demon like twisted the knife once he <laughs> stabbed it right. <laughs> you what was Harold's <laughs> point in that is that he died but Wes or but Fred or gun didn't I guess so yeah the stab wound is roughly the same wound that he gave gun a few episodes back yeah hey you got your death gut shot I told you stomach wounds are bad. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's your last. <laughs> the twenty-five stomach wounds that have happened. Finally, one dies from it. I told you, <laughs> and it was your boy. It was my boy. <laughs> uh, okay. Harold says, I just proofread this, and it just reminded me what a great job they have done on the show in developing characters, especially in the last half of the season. There was great character development, even from Gunn, who normally doesn't get any, and Illyria, who was only on the show for six episodes. I agree. I, I would say the character development on Angel is a little bit better than the character development on Buffy. Yeah. I mean, there was some good in there, but... There was some good in Buffy, but, like, Cordelia and Wesley really are, like, the shining stars of this series when it comes to that. Yeah, definitely. And gun, you know. Spike. I mean, yeah. Spike's a shining star in the character development. Yeah. And he didn't develop too much in Angel, but so that was mostly Buffy. I would like to point out, though. I mean, I know Gun did some backsliding, but if you look at your introduction to Gun's character and even the start of season five, there was there was some good growth. Yeah. And difference you know you can make an argument that he'd kind of go back and forth but but in the end he was really standing up to angel yeah he was and he I, I loved from the beginning of season five just getting that knowledge the lawyer knowledge and stuff how that yes it was fun to watch him blossom it was. It was. Mm-hmm. I would have liked to have seen a couple more seasons of that. Yep. Yeah. It's really, it's really a bummer that we're not, 
that there's not a couple more seasons. Yeah, it really is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's too bad. Because they really had gotten to a place where they could have done some great stuff, but... Meh. What do you do? What do you do? Um, His likes are Connor saying his memories are like inappropriate erotic dreams. <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay being happy the angel never got his meat mitts on Eve. <laughs> <laughs> Little does he know. <laughs> and Spike's poetry recital. <laughs> yes, that oh, was awesome. Best ever. I love that he got made of fun of him and his time and everyone <laughs> at that bar loved him. I know, I wrote that down. I was like... <laughs> Spike does poetry and they like it. <laughs> that made me Was happy. that the same poem that he did? Yes. Yes. Uh, my heart has grown a bulge in it. <laughs> yep. Because he was like, that one was for Cecily. <laughs> That's the first time you hear the whole poem. Oh, man. And then the second poem was something about his poem. I can't remember what he says exactly. The wanton. Wait. Oh, I don't remember. Yeah. The wanton folly of me, mom. (laughs) (laughs) I would have loved to hear that poem. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) He and his mother issues. (laughs) I killed her once, and then she tried to shag me, so I killed her. <laughs> Wesley, thank you. <laughs> Please stop. <laughs> okay, he said he ends it with thanks for doing this. It was fun to rewatch these shows with you. Now back to our regularly scheduled Bates Motel podcast. Woohoo! Yeah, we'll be three or four episodes in when this is released. Oh, yeah, that's right. Future M and Future Sue, how's it going? (laughs) How's Bates? It's awesome. (laughs) So excited. Less than a week. Well, thanks, Harold. And thanks for being, I don't think you missed one feedback. I don't think there was one podcast on Sue Watches Buffy that we didn't get a Harold feedback. Wait, there was one that he was out of town, but he let us know he was going to be out of town. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I'm sure he left us something. <laughs> and I think somehow we knew he was out of town. <laughs> that was a Bates one because oh, he sent us feedback without watching the show. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> we told him he's always got to tell us, or else we get worried and call the cops. <laughs> <laughs> There's this guy named Harold. He lives in Chicago. We don't know where. Like, oh, I know. <laughs> he didn't send feedback. Something's wrong. <laughs> I promise. Yep. So, thanks, Harold. Yeah, we appreciate that. Always been fun. Yep. Uh-huh. We're we're gonna be doing more shows. So. Oh yeah. Well, and we'll see you in room number one. Keep it down. <laughs> yep. Already getting a few complaints. <laughs> We're getting complaints already. <laughs> All right. Do you want to read Ray's? Yep. All right. So Ray says, Power play. This episode is mostly just set up for the finale. 
I have to be honest that even the first time I saw the episode, I didn't buy that Angel was actually turning to the dark side. We know the character well enough that he isn't going to abandon his friends at this point, so most of the episode, you're just waiting to find out what Angel's plan is and why he's acting this way. I also don't buy Angel's relationship with Nina. They don't really have chemistry, and their build-up during the season didn't work for me. I liked Gwen much better than Nina. Me too. Uh -huh. Nina never did anything to really annoy me, but I, I agree. Not any chemistry. Yeah, and it was weird they spent so much time on her this episode when they only have, you know, two episodes left in the whole show. Yeah, there wasn't really much of a point to have them have gotten together with Nina and to yeah. see all that and him wanting her to leave town. Yeah, B made a point of that while we were watching. She's like, so why is this even in, in this? Because it starts out with them in bed together and then a few scenes later he breaks up with her. It's like, they didn't have to do any of that. Uh -uh. It didn't. No, you wouldn't it, have missed a thing. We wouldn't have missed a thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Although I did point out that during the kind of trying to get us to think he went dark, the possibility that he had had sex gave oh. you the, mm, maybe he's Angelus and is posing, you know? Nope. I think it could put that thought into your head, and I'm wondering if that's the reason they did it. That might But have they been. already disproved that sex makes... Angela's appeared thing with Darla. Well. And you can't make you can't me believe imagine. for a second that he was closer to Nina that he, than he was with Darla. Yeah. So. True. Didn't work if that's what they were trying to do. Yeah. Could they have possibly just thought that their needs, their hero of the show needed to have a woman? <laughs> a love story there <laughs> to like interest a certain crowd yeah, maybe it's a weird crowd <laughs> it's a weird <laughs> crowd that would care about that relationship I yeah. agree yeah I don't know it would have been fun if it was Gwen I agree Gwen would have been a nice surprise I would have liked that yeah but then again she and Gwen kind of yeah, that's true. Uh -huh. There was a time where they had a little chemistry together, but then after she slept was gone, it'd be kind of weird. Uh -huh. Yeah. Oh, well. So, anyway. Uh, I do like that even though they are just introducing the Circle of the Black Thorn in this episode, we have already met most of the members earlier in the season. So it ties the season together pretty well. A couple things that I found funny are that we get to see Angel playing racquetball with the devil, which is a great callback to You're Welcome. Yeah, they even talk about playing racquetball. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and Illyria and Drogon playing video games is pretty funny, too. Yep. But for the most part, this episode just gets us into position for the finale. It's not terrible, but because I didn't buy Angel going bad, I spent the whole episode just waiting for the twist. I think I half didn't my first watch, I was like, I'm not getting hoodwinked by this. And then I think Lauren's argument that he is bad made sense to me. And I started going, maybe. Did you guys buy it at all any time? 
You did. Um, I was watching it with you. You seem to be a little bit. <laughs> I no way. I totally called it. Oh yeah, B didn't at all. I was like, did something take over Angel? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. So I, I didn't buy that he had turned. That suddenly Angel was like against his friends, but I didn't. I thought something was controlling him or something. Yeah, okay. Like a supernatural thing. Like a supernatural thing, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think I didn't either, but I do think, I do remember Lauren's argument made a little bit of sense and made me a little nervous. Yeah. But I don't think I ever fully believed it. But it was good. Yeah. It was a setup. They're just, they're great to watch together. Mm-hmm. Um, not fade away. Am I there yet? Yeah. Yeah. Not fade away. I have mentioned it before, but I actually like Angel the series more than I like Buffy the series. Don't get me wrong, I love both. But to me, I prefer the darkness of Angel. That darkness is very prevalent all the way through this finale. Buffy got a happy ending where the gang closes the Hellmouth and the world is saved, but Angel goes the opposite direction. I love that final image of Angel and company with all the demons coming at them while the rain pours down. And Angel gives that really great final line, let's go to work. It really is just the perfect ending. Holland Manners taught us back in season two during that elevator ride with Angel in the episode reprise, reprise that there is no winning this fight. There will always be bad and evil things in the world, but in the end the fight is worth it. And Angel and his team will keep fighting until the end no matter what. So many cool things in this one. For as much as I hated Connor in Season 4, I think that in his two appearances in Season 5, they managed to totally redeem the character, and I was glad to have him at Angel's side. I thought having Lindsay fight with, with them, only to be killed by Lorne, was a great way for both characters to go out. Since day one, Lindsay has had these delusions of grandeur, and that was really illustrated in his last moments. He considered himself to be Angel's main nemesis, and he always envisioned that if he died, it would be at the hands of Angel. But in the end, it's Lauren's final act as a member of the team. Fun fact, Lindsay and Angel are the only two characters to appear in the first and last episodes of the series. Wesley's death is another emotional one. It's the third death of one of the core members of Angel's team in season five alone. Yeah, that's crazy. Oh, yeah. Wait, who's the third one? Cordelia, Cordelia Fred, oh, yeah, and Wesley. Yep. <laughs> Wesley pretty much accepted that he would probably die going into it, so it's not as bad because he died with honor. I disagree. He walked out with Illyria saying, I don't plan on dying tonight. Mm-hmm. When they talked about lying, lying to him again. Mm-hmm. He says something, and then he's like... He said, I have no intention of dying. Yeah. So I don't think he was expecting to die. I don't think so. But he definitely died with honor. Yeah. I mean, I think they all knew there was a better chance than there's ever been. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> 
But they've made it out of some pretty scary situations, so yeah. But I like him, you know. You're not gonna lie to me. I don't plan on dying tonight, so it's not even an issue. And then, right at, when he's dying, and she asks him if he wants her to lie to him now, and he says yes. I just think that makes it all the just yes heartbreaking and sweet. Mm-hmm. It was. Um, when he asks Illyria to lie to him and become Fred so that he can die in her arms, it's very moving. Wesley is probably my favorite character in the Buffyverse, and his journey has been just amazing to watch. From where he was in Buffy to how he started out in Angel, on Angel and the evolution has been a great story. Gunn also got to go back to his roots and slay vampires and even visit Anne. For such a minor character, Anne has appeared in Buffy seasons 2 and 3 and Angel seasons 2 and 5. Yeah, that was a surprise to see her again. <laughs> yeah. Totally forget about her. Um, Spike reads the poem that he wrote for Cecily back when he was just William the bloody bad poet. Bloody awful poet. That's a cool callback. But this finale isn't really about him, so he takes a back seat in this one, much more than he did for the Buffy finale. Yeah, I like that. Since he was so front and center in the Buffy one, it was mm-hmm. nice that the writers let him take a back seat. Yep. I'm kind of torn by that, because... Um, I don't know. It just made him seem like more of a gimmick for the season. Hmm. To... There are times where he does seem gimmicky. Uh-huh. But then I relax and just think, hey, it's fun, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we had him there, still. I enjoyed the ride. Yes. Yeah. He was loyal and a moral compass, oftentimes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Which was True. a good thing. Yep. Um, plus, he just plays off a character so well. I mean, him and Illyria was amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they were great. <laughs> they were great. And him and Fred were cute together. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. And just Spike and Angel oh, are yeah. always magical together. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so... So I'm glad that he was in this season. And gimmicky or not, I don't care. Yeah, It worked. It worked for me. You just kind of shush it. Totally. And enjoy the ride. <laughs> Absolutely. Overall, though, I just love this episode. All the characters get their moments to shine. There's cool callbacks, a lot of action. And again, I love the decision to not give it a happy ending and have it end with the gang going to work. Wikipedia has some quotes. I forgot to read the Wikipedia stuff, so I'm glad he's got some quotes here. (laughs) From Joss Whedon and David Fury. Joss Whedon says of this episode, This was not the final grace note after a symphony, the way the Buffy finale was. We are definitely still in the thick of it. But the point of the show is that you're never done. No matter who goes down, the fight goes on. Whedon says that Angel is about redemption. Something you fight for every day... So I wanted him to go out fighting. People kept calling it a cliffhanger. I was like, are you mad, sir? (laughs) Don't you see that this is the final statement? Yeah, it didn't feel like a cliffhanger to me either. I pretty much just thought, wow, they went out fighting and all died. That's kind of awesome. Uh (laughs) Yeah, I, I, I don't think any of them lived. 
It doesn't seem like it's possible. It does no. not. <laughs> I would think no, because Elyria doesn't have her powers. I was gonna say she might have be the one with the best chance, but right. Nope. Well, you know, if she had had all her powers, she could have stopped time, and they could have just slaughtered them all while they were. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, she could have been going in slow mo. Bent time a little bit. Yeah. That's right. That would have been cool. Yeah. Maybe that's the comics that they like had secretly given Illyria back her powers. <laughs> and that's they get out of it in the comics. That's true. There are the comics, so they must have lived. <laughs> or at least some it of just, them. I really don't know. It just seems odd that like Buffy and them went through all that to save Sunnydale or to close the Hellmouth, prevent all that. I guess they didn't save, they actually destroyed Sunnydale. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, and now this is happening. It's like, what was that all about then? <laughs> well, that was just one Hellmouth. Yeah. <laughs> LA's got the powers, the senior yeah. partners. <laughs> And all those demons and whatever it was was the senior partners just releasing them from I don't know where hell I guess. There's a point mm-hmm. where Spike says, "Do you feel the heat?" Yeah, as I... in they're coming from hell or something. I don't know. Oh. Um, but it was interesting um, uh, that Anne girl. She kind of said the same thing, you know, kind of reiterated the point that they're trying to make in this finale that you know even if you know guns like what would you do if you know you basically knew that there was no hope to ever win and she said i you know just keep working and that's what she has to do every day because her job's never going to be done yeah just like angels isn't ever going to be done but he's going to you know, go out making a big statement. Yeah. I thought that was kind of an odd thing for Gunn to talk to her about. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what was the point of that. I guess for her to say that. (laughs) I guess so, but I don't know. He just probably had this Armageddon doom feeling and to see her just living her life and working hard at it. Uh-huh. Yeah. He just probably had that feeling of it's useless. <laughs> what would I tell you if I said all the, you know, everything's just useless? Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, producer David Fury agrees, saying it was the perfect way to end the series. Any And anybody who says otherwise is dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, okay. (laughs) (laughs) The central theme of Angel, Fury explains, is that the fight never ends. You can't ever win, but the fight is worth fighting. Any proper resolution of, oh, we've defeated the demons, they've gone back to hell, let's get a beer, would just have been an absolutely wrong for that show. No, I'm glad it didn't end that way. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and it makes a difference, you know, it, even if you make a difference in anybody's life, yeah, it's worth it. 
It's like the starfish on the beach. Yep. Throwing them back in there makes a difference to this starfish. Uh-huh. Exactly. Exactly. You're at least killing evil. Uh-huh. Yeah, and instead of fighting, you know, the smaller fights this last season, they were able to kind of make an impact on some of the bigger players in the realm of evil. Yeah. They, yeah. They killed a lot of bad guys. And that must be just exhausting. I don't know. It's... Angel lived a good life as a vampire, so did Spike. So they deserve to be just dusted and rest. (laughs) 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 Yep. All right, well, that's feedback. Yep, thanks, Ray. (laughs) (laughs) What was that? (laughs) Short. Was that a kitten thing? <laughs> no, it was a burp. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's so man burps. <laughs> oh, I just adore him. <laughs> he cuddled with me the whole time we watched the movie last night. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. He'd be such a lover. Yep. Well, thanks for the feedback. Final feedback. Hmm. Are you going to watch Dollhouse with us, B? Um, yeah, if it doesn't get too scary. <laughs> we don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> I've never thought of it as being a scary show. Yeah, I don't. If that helps. For know. some reason, it the title creeps me out, and you mentioned something about it and I thought it was just a scary show so I'll try it and you might just get a text that says nope (laughs) (laughs) alright we can watch the first two first and be like nope it's not a horror show (laughs) Okay. or be like yeah yeah (laughs) sounds good I can't imagine it'd be scarier than, like, Buffy. I have no idea why it's called Dollhouse, but I know the premise, and I don't know the full premise. I know just a tiny bit about the premise. Yeah, I don't <laughs> and know. And it's that. not a, it's not like scary dolls coming to life or anything. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> because that's what I'm picturing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the premise. I know I heard it, but I've forgotten it. So I think Harold told us the premise once, and we were both like, oh, that's what it's about? (laughs) But that was, I don't remember what he said. What is it? Well, I know people compare it to Black Orphan. Gosh, I'm like, Clone Club, what's that? Orphan Black? Orphan. What did I call it? Black Orphan? Black yeah. Orphan. <laughs> orphan Black. Um, and I know in that, you know, Tatiana Mislani has to play a bunch of different characters, and she does it really well. I know that Elijah Dushku 
That's has right. Has to play a bunch of different characters and, and doesn't do it. So doesn't well. do it. As That's well. right. Okay, I remember that. <laughs> like they should reboot Dollhouse and have her lead it. That's right. I remember that now. That's really all I know is that she plays different people for some reason. I don't think it's cloney. I think it's more like like What's that show like. Final Leap. What was that called? Is that right? Quantum Final? Leap. Quantum Leap. <laughs> You're doing great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for two. <laughs> I picture it being Quantum Leapish, but I don't know if I'm right. Yeah, maybe she's a private investigator or something. Has to go under disguises, you mean, type thing? No, I think she actually jumps in, physically jumps into, well, not physically, but oh, like mentally it. jumps into other bodies or something. Uh, like, like in Quantum Leap. Uh, he just assumes their identity. That's right, that's right. Huh, interesting. Okay. But I could be wrong. We'll find out. Oh, we will. And that is literally all I know. Okay. <laughs> And some of that my mind might have made up. Yeah. <laughs> no guarantees. <laughs> I don't even know any other cast members or anything. I don't know who is in the show besides Eliza. I have no idea. Yeah. It'll be interesting. So. Okay. Okay, doke. So power play. Oh, what are the numbers? <laughs> <laughs> you tell me. <laughs> you know what? I didn't do a spreadsheet on Angel like I did oh, for okay. Bucky. Yeah. I think I started one, but eh, I didn't finish it. We have number two and number 11. <laughs> okay. Well, power play is 11. Indeed. And that right away is two. And power play is ranked number 48 overall. What was number one? It was the Cordelia one, right? Yeah, you're welcome. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Was the number one of the season? And and series. overall? Yeah. Oh. Oh, baby. George is getting upset. <laughs> How often do you guys do that? <laughs> <laughs> my household we'd probably do that about 20 times a day do what from Seinfeld there's this episode where George is talking in first person oh and he, he just goes George is getting upset <laughs> there's a show I need to watch hmm. we're not doing a Seinfeld podcast <laughs> but you do need to watch it but you need to watch it <laughs> Yeah, so, again, I don't like watching the show and then watching a second time and doing the notes the second time. It's tough. You'd rather get your first reactions. Heck, yeah. Mm -hmm. You had your notebook. You just didn't write anything down. No. I had it with me while we watched, but my reactions were recorded. That's true. <laughs> mm -hmm. They're there for pos posterity. Yep. Maybe that will get released. 
Yeah, we'll release that one. Yeah, that one's pretty good. But it's just hard to, like, so I, it's mostly, like, quotes. <laughs> <laughs> like, I like it when, um, I like it when Spike says that looking like Fred is the most devastating power she has. When he said that to Illyria. I thought that was yeah. kind of cool. Yeah, and she's she's upset because he is ignoring her. Yeah. Even though she doesn't care about <laughs> whatever she says, needing any sort of recognition from their kind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then the um, the senator lady, her. Her vampire assistant mm-hmm. asks for virgin blood. So was he talking like actual blood from a virgin? Like a, a yeah, yes. So he wasn't asking for like virgin blood, like <laughs> like, like, like a drink without oil. the alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> or like first pressed, right? Cold pressed. Huh. No, I think one of those. Things like virgin blood is sweet or somehow the innocent blood of the innocent. Yep. All right. <laughs> That's what you want when you're evil, right? I guess so. I guess that makes you more evil. <laughs> evil <laughs> blood? <laughs> blood from an evil virgin? <laughs> and you can't be satisfied with vol blood. <laughs> vol. <laughs> <laughs> And um, so Wesley dropped his craziness, his little crazy act. Yeah, that was there um, like a reason that's just gone? I don't know. Nope. Was there an event that like took care of it? <laughs> I was totally full on expecting that. crazy Wesley and he's just, he seems just fine. <laughs> yeah. Like his office is all cleaned up. So, I don't know. That I guess he... Maybe he got sobered up by Fred's parents coming and then sobered up again and smacked with reality with Illyria turning into Fred. Yeah, maybe that was what did it. Yeah. Yeah. I was kind of kidding, but maybe... <laughs> Was it just two episodes ago that that happened? It was the episode before. That was the girl in question, and that's the one right before. Yeah. Uh-huh. So. Yeah, then it probably was totally that. Yeah, I really, I really do think that Fred's parents coming did sober him up quite a bit. Uh-huh. Probably. And Illyria turning into Fred. That was that has to be like that's got to mess with you. Yeah. Yeah, because. I mean, he seemed really interested in Illyria after that, or, or before that, and then he's dropped that interest in her. Yeah. I love that Spike calls Illyria a blue meanie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Little Beatles reference for two. Yep. And I love that Angel really does play racquetball with that devil guy. (laughs) (laughs) I love the devil's outfit. He's got like, (laughs) it's like matching red and white. (laughs) Like his socks, he had like these red and white 
tube socks and shoes and the headband. Yeah, he was all out in a little yep. tennis-like outfit. Oh, yeah. yeah. The headband. <laughs> did he have wristbands on, too? <laughs> I think he did. I know he had a headband. Um, I, uh, going back, I thought that we could really use some vampires in people's campaign staff. <laughs> I think there might be some. I know, like, let's just take some people out. Hey, there's a, there's got to be some supernatural reason that Donald Trump is doing so well. Because <laughs> it just does not make any sense to me. <laughs> there's some sort of sorcery happening. There some... is some member of the Blackthorn that survived and is putting him up. <laughs> yeah, it's like the... Um... It, it's got to be like that. What is that Yale club? The bones and oh yeah, skull and bones. <laughs> skull and bones. <laughs> <laughs> Who made Donald Trump president? We did. <laughs> <laughs> Who hates America that bad? Oh, <laughs> I know. Okay. Um, Sorry, political podcast. Yep. <laughs> we hate Donald Trump and we we're hate proud Donald of Trump it. Really and if you <laughs> like him and want him for president, stop listening to us. <laughs> oh, we, we are moving to Canada. <laughs> we're going to England. England. <laughs> I like England better. Sorry, Canadians. <laughs> I've always wanted to move there, anyways. That's a good excuse. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, Illyria thinks that the world smells. That just made me laugh. I just <laughs> worded it. <laughs> I know that smells of dense of this universe. <laughs> it's repugnant to my <laughs> She's just. I don't know. In these six episodes, I've really grown to like Illyria. Yep. <laughs> you know. At yeah. first, I was like, no, not another even taking over someone's body but this worked for me yeah you totally resist it and you want you just want fred back and you think fred's coming back anytime now but you then know. you just kind of <laughs> kind of ease into liking her <laughs> and she becomes another character yeah you and yep. yep yeah by this uh 12th season in this universe they've really nailed how to do that uh-huh. <laughs> well and a lot of it has to do with Amy Acker yeah man she she, she just did good fantastic yeah. just fantastic it was amazing how different she seemed oh yeah, yeah. she like just I... do fun mannerisms yeah the first yeah, like talk. I said when we recorded earlier I think the first time we recorded about her I... It took me a second. I was like, is this a different actress? Did they find someone that like really looks like her? I still forget that it's Amy Acker sometimes. Yeah. I don't mm-hmm. I don't like like uh I can't come up with the word. I don't actively think about it being Amy Acker. Acting. Right, right. Yeah. It That's never in the like forefront of my mind unless I actively think about it and I'd be like that's Amy Acker Weird. yeah I know I had a I knew it was her but there was just like this little shadow of doubt like yeah no I understand that completely. you know and it just 
sometimes her voice is distinctively her, you know, and that's what that's what mostly is the voice, not even the look. <laughs> but anyway, um, I love it when Spike says to Drogon, "So you waved goodbye to the Keeblers." <laughs> <laughs> across the pond. <laughs> calls him Aragorn or someone calls him Aragorn. That was, I think it might have been gun. That was funny. <laughs> yep. Yeah, and Spike says Percy did a paper bully for him. <laughs> <laughs> what did he know all about? Forget. No. Drogon was in the Watcher's Council. Oh, that's right. That he was the battle brand and something keeper of the well and watchers council. <laughs> yeah, so Drogon was in the watchers council. Apparently, it's kind of a. <laughs> he said it. They set it up to be like funny because he was like evil. I don't know. I can't remember now. But he wasn't evil. He was a good guy. So, right. Hmm. I don't know why it's funny when Wesley finally says Watchers Council. I can't recall exactly, <laughs> but I know it has an air of humor to it. Or it did to me at least. He says it kind of sheepishly, like he didn't want to admit it or yeah. something. Yeah, because, because yeah. They were surprised that Wesley knew who he was. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, Drogon, I wish he would have been in more. I liked him. And he seems like a really interesting guy with an interesting past. Yeah. <laughs> and we barely know anything about him. Uh-huh. I liked it when Angel says, um, if I were Angelus, half of you would already be dead. <laughs> Just for the fun of it. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. I was like, oh, I wish we had uh, some Angelus. Anyway, okay. What? Um, just uh, as much as I like Illyria, and she's been a lot of fun for the end of the season, Wesley and Fred got less than an episode of happiness together. And I that's know. <laughs> It really does. <laughs> it's really a bummer that we had to spend all that time with her and Gunn. And yeah. then we're happy that she and Wesley gets together. And we're it's like, like finally, yeah. <laughs> and it's just over. So and it's like, there's only seven episodes in the season left. What can they possibly do? They won't, you know, kill her off permanently. And they do. <laughs> they do. They go for it. Yeah, I. But they end up killing Wesley too. So. Yeah. Yeah, they and had we, to. we sure <laughs> called that, and you like specifically called it. <laughs> oh yeah, like the day before, we were just chatting about it, and B. Just said what really happened. She's like, I think Wesley's gonna die, and. Illyria is going to turn into Fred when he dies and like <laughs> well and how happy into... they're going to be together yes. <laughs> then they can be together <laughs> that's right and I'm I thought like, she said it on a podcast but... yeah, no she we were just in Amy's living room 
Yeah, that's right. We were doing the death pool. Ah, that's it. Yeah, and B like basically described that scene. <laughs> yep. How else were they gonna do it? There would be nothing else satisfying. They could not. They couldn't keep him. Yeah. Not after everything they've done to him. I'll let you in on something I heard once. Hmm. Is that had they been given more seasons, they would have figured out a way to get Fred back. Damn straight they would have. (laughs) (laughs) And since they didn't have time to do that, I guess they just killed Wesley. (laughs) And Joss has also said that uh, putting those two in the lead of Much Do About Nothing um, was kind of his way of like mentally giving Wesley and Fred their happy ever after. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm going to have to watch that again and just get my fix. Yep. I think that's what Joss does. <laughs> uh, so funny. He just pretends they're Fred and Wesley and so does the fandom. And again, this is why everyone was just absolutely <laughs> Ecstatic when they found out who was playing Benedict and um, oh man, what's her name? Beatrice. Beatrice. Yeah. (laughs) We were all like, oh yay! (laughs) (laughs) They only got half an episode to be happy. Yeah, Illyria and Drogon playing the video games was really funny. I love that. Oh, that was fantastic. That was cute. And I love it when she's like, it's pointless and annoys me, but I'm compelled to play. <laughs> You're like, yep. <laughs> we all been there, Illyria. Yep. <laughs> I think it's some sort of quest. <laughs> Maybe funnier if I... Knew anything about Crash Bandicoot. Yeah. Yeah, I never even heard of it. All I've ever heard of it is from this show. (laughs) Yeah. And yeah, so Hamilton, I wrote down, because I questioned it when we watched it together. I was like, is he some sort of demon? I couldn't remember the second watch, how he, he just was so powerful. And I was like, Eve didn't have this. Why does he have this? Like well, the like the strength he, and stuff. I think I feel I feel like I've heard that he was actually a son of the senior partners, and I don't know if that's literal or uh. just what they, you know, as you'd say, like a son or a daughter, being um, something created by. Mm-hmm. I know. I think. I feel like Eve was created just to be a liaison for Angel. Like she was just formed. Kind of like Dawn was just. Right. Formed to do that. And I think, and Hamilton had a past with, was it Drogon? Yeah. Yeah. So it's like Hamilton's been around forever and he's like some sort of immortal. Although he wasn't, he died. But he had more an essence of. Well, he says something at the end, 
<clears throat> at the very end of Not Fade Away, like he's got like the, the they filled him the... of the senior partner, like the Wolfram and Hart, like he's got all that power and that's when Angel bites him and is like, Oh yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah, perhaps after seeing how it went with Eve maybe they just like souped him up with extra power. Right. Yeah, that's the idea I get. But he must have been something since he knew Drogon from way back. So, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Never explained. I, yeah, kinda, I'd, I'd like more of there. an explanation on him. So, do that for me. <laughs> Someone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, it is hard to watch him hit Illyria so many times in the face. Oh, my gosh. That was getting painful. Yeah, why do we care so much? I guess because we all like Illyria now. Well, it's just, it's a man hitting a woman. It's hard to see. I suppose so. (laughs) By the end of these series. You know. (laughs) And I was kind of cringing because Scout was watching it with us. And I was like, ew, I don't like her watching this. (laughs) I'm glad you thought of it. (laughs) Like I said, I think I've gotten desensitized watching these shows. Yeah, I mean, One Punch, I I love it. Then, you know, I always mention how much I love it with, like, Spike and Buffy would just, like, punch each other in the face or Angel, <laughs> yeah. you know, that always cracked me up. But this was just, like, over and over and over. And, uh, yeah, and the fact that. that she wasn't fighting back at that point. Yeah, right. So That makes it more painful. Well, and then, it you know, the camera pans up and you see his, like, foot coming down on her. Oh, yeah. I didn't like that. Well, you don't need to worry about Scout. She's quite the little feminist. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, I like it when Spike says, like, the circle of the black thorn. It sounds like a sewing club for pirates. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> that was hilarious. <laughs> Um, I really did love how they all like ambush Angel in his office. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and B had a good question: Why does Wes pull a gun on him? <laughs> like a gun's not going to do any good. It's like of all the things to point at Angel. Maybe he makes special wooden bullets. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. Or yeah, maybe... it was like silver bullets, but then that's um That's a werewolf. Werewolves. That's werewolves. Well this was a shotgun, so it would have had been like little wooden BBs. <laughs> <laughs> My guess is he's always packing. I have no problem thinking Wesley's always packing and Right. That's that's just he's probably like, stuff. Well, this is what I got. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a giant rifle. It wasn't just a. It was oh. a shotgun. Yeah. <laughs> it was like a double barrel shotgun. He probably figured it'd slow him down at the very least. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Grabs the first weapon. Slows him weapon. down. I like how they pulled Cordelia into this, too. Yeah, that she gave him a vision. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I thought that like, was kind of cool that they like brought it around to like her having a part of this as well. Yeah, she didn't just 
come to make him see the error of his ways and maybe mm-hmm. look at what he's doing through her eyes. Right. Yeah. She kind of got the. She got to feed him a vision. Right, and it's like he put it. He like she got him on the right track or started. I can't remember how he puts it, but she like got the ball rolling. Yeah, no, that's a great surprise that she. Mhm. I thought that was cool. Did. And that was a nice use of her. It it made sense, yeah. you know, yeah. the the kiss. That's how the visions get transferred. Uh-huh. I thought it was a little shushy that she made it be delayed. <laughs> oh, totally. Yes, that's a shush. <laughs> but nevertheless, I thought that was kind of a cool way to bring Cordelia and and have. You know, the good Cordelia, the awesome Cordelia that we love, yeah. have a little part of this, part of the story. Definitely. Uh-huh. And I like that Spike is the first to volunteer for... Of course, I mean, it wouldn't like be any other too. way. Yeah. Yeah. Gunn would be quick to volunteer, and Wesley, but Spike, for sure, he's just kind of... Yeah. That way. Always up for a fight and just a good, yeah. You know, no one's going to fight, fight for their side without him. Yeah. And he's always just kind of no fear. He's kind of got that, just that punk attitude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I liked Power Play. It was good. Yeah, I thought it was kind of fun. This is a pretty good structured episode and interesting. Even if you don't buy that he's evil, you still want to know what's going to happen next and oh, yeah, what he's sure. doing, right. what is going on. Right. And it's exciting. You know he's doing something. Mm-hmm. You know. I mean, I, yeah. I never thought for a second that he had turned against his people. I thought something was controlling him and that we'd find out something you know I thought like the senior partners were controlling him or something so I didn't put it together that he was doing it on purpose mm-hmm. yeah I'm glad they did do it that way mm-hmm. no it was cool it was cool how he did that little we've got six minutes you know yeah that was neat the glamour yeah. that he pulled out yeah Pretty good. Yep. All right, so not fade away? Yes, which we've already discussed quite a bit. (laughs) Yep. Which is rank number two. Two of the season and two of the series? Yes. Wow. My first note is (laughs) (laughs) pee-pee. Is this where he's blindfolded in the meeting? Or? Yes. <laughs> uh, okay, and so the wolf, ram, and heart. Yes. So these are like ancient somethings from like Illyria days or something, right? She knew about them, didn't she? Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, was it an actual wolf, an actual ram, and an actual heart? No idea. We just don't know, do we? We have no idea, and I don't know if we find out in the comics. That'd be cool. 
I would like to know because it's it's interesting because there's a wolf and a ram. Those are animals. I get that. Heart is also it's a H G R T. It's the deer. Yeah, it's a deer. Oh, it is. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. That's explained in the um, Pilea episode. They've got those three books, and there's a wolf, a ram, and a heart. And Wesley explains heart as in another word for deer. I think it's an ancient. I don't know. Oh, I. I... Is it Latin? I have no idea. <laughs> oh, I guess I didn't retain that. Yeah, it's an old-fashioned way. I'm gonna look it up right now. Oh, I've only got five percent. I'll try. <laughs> I liked it when Lindsay said to Angel, "Well, you get a little breezy, and I, I zone out, or something like that." <laughs> when <laughs> speechy? A little, yeah, when he's doing his speech. Yeah, you get a little speechy, and I breeze out. I think that's how he said. It. Heart is an archaic word for stag. Oh, okay. Okay, I'm sure. The surname Hart, which I have a friend last named Hart. That's what it comes from. Interesting. Okay. Well. So. If I got that, it up whatever you were going to say. (laughs) I know. Hart? That's weird. (laughs) (laughs) Even though I know they didn't spell it the same way, but that spellings can change over years, you know? I don't know. Yeah, I'm hoping that. Since maybe they never had the time, maybe they had inclined to do it, or they just thought they could never do justice what they actually want those senior partners, Wolf, Ram, and Hart, to look right. like. They couldn't do it with their CGI or whatever. Hopefully but they could in the they comics. Could do, they could do it in the comics. You can do awesome stuff in comics. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, and I'm like, how did Angel get to Stanford? I was like, the sewers? <laughs> and I'm like, oh yeah, he's got those cars that have, like, his cars have, like, the same sun-blocking windows, right? We have decided that. Okay. I do not know if they ever say it in his tour or whatever. Because L.A. to Stanford is... That's not a. That's a long ways. <laughs> well, how did he walk into the student center? That's what I wondered too. <laughs> but shush. You gotta just shush, Angel in the Sun. Yep. Because it happens. And the writers obviously did not care. They just. Shh. Yeah. <laughs> they were like everybody. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to deal with that. <laughs> And I thought that couch would be too heavy for Anne to lift like she did. <laughs> that would have been like a light <laughs> prop couch or something because she just like, won't. <laughs> like, watching. that is a heavy looking couch. <laughs> and I love that Spike does poetry and they like it. And I like how they set it up that he's looking for just a good brawl to like set him up or something. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you can totally believe that and then you totally believe, you're like, oh yeah, of course. He's reading poetry because at heart he is a poet. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um. I thought Eve was smart not to say anything about her and Angel at the Halloween party. <laughs> <laughs> she just totally breezed by that. 
I just loved it when <laughs> Lindsay's like, what's on your mind, Angel? And he's like, you could not have said a worse thing to me. <laughs> That was awesome. Uh, that was great. And I loved it when Angel said, one of you will betray me tonight, and Spike raises his hand. <laughs> Can I deny you three times? <laughs> <laughs> and I just love that Spike doesn't want to wear any jewelry. He's like, no, I mean, it's no bracelet. <laughs> no bitches. <laughs> that was awesome. And so Lauren is... Lauren's really hissed at Angel, isn't he? Ah, that's a really sad little note. I don't like that. I really don't like how they ended Lauren's story. I don't either. That he just got just browbeaten about it and joined up in the fight just to do it. and it's Lauren's story is pretty sad. You look at the whole thing and how they misused him so many times. Yeah. And then to see how that's how he went out. And he's like, I am against shooting this guy. I hate that I have to do it, but I'm going to do it. And then he's like, you know, don't don't find me. Yeah. He's like, yeah. I won't be in the alleys. Don't don't even try. And I was like, oh, yeah, that kind of broke my heart. I just don't I like I love Lauren. I want a happy ending for him. I oh, do too. I, I do hope too. He's in the comics. They're gonna have him in the comics, right? I hope so. He's a Hopefully. great character. He's probably the only one that made it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he probably is. <laughs> he and Connor. He's <laughs> sipping a sea breeze while they're fighting three thousand <laughs> demons. <laughs> and a dragon. And a dragon. Yeah, but I mean we gotta think that they they probably were able to kill a few of those, but then, I mean, these demons didn't just stop. I mean, they took over and destroyed L.A., right? I don't know. I mean, there it was an apocalypse. Yep. That's like the end of mankind. Well... <laughs> Really? After all these seasons of <laughs> <laughs> And how often have apocalypses worked? <laughs> I mean, I, I think if, like, everyone's dead. Connor's dead, Lauren's dead, Andy's dead. I have to think that some supernatural force, powers that be, something stepped in hmm. and had to have. I mean, I don't know. I want to know. I want to read that comic first. Yeah, me too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm more interested in what happens with Ang in the yeah. Angel comics than the Buffy's right now. <laughs> me too. Well, the Angels ended on more of a yeah. cliffhanger. cliffhanger. More of a, yeah. <laughs> but in a what happened next? <laughs> How did they get out of it? Wait. Yeah, but I don't like how Lauren ended. I don't like that. No, no I mean, it he makes was, me very sad. He was always a lover, not a fighter. Mm -hmm. But so did he? He just never really believed that Angel was pretending that whole time, right? Yeah, he had trouble still after Angel's glamour and everything, even. Yeah. Believing him still, I think he eventually did. I don't know. I thought that he defended him in the beginning of the episode. 
Because he was saying something to Drogon about, let's not, you know. Yeah, uh, he did. Yeah. I but don't that know. was the beginning. I don't like. I don't like that they did that. That's that yeah, makes me sad. sad. Um, I mean, I like... yeah, release him from fighting and in any obligation, but don't make him never talk to the gang again. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of. It was like, really? Don't even try. I mean, so if Angel happens to run into him, he's supposed to just ignore him. They've been through so much together. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he just needed to distance himself for a little bit and get over it. Yeah, I guess so. But he was all in Wolfram and Hart, and so I think he might have done what he did as an obligation feeling about, Mm -hmm. I, you know, I had a hand in this. I wanted this. Right. So I think that's the reason. He He was the first one in the limo. (laughs) That's right. Um, I do like that they threw Angel through another window and then he fell through another window (laughs) I know I thought we were going to see him crash to the cement again (laughs) for like the 80th time (laughs) and I would have liked to have seen what Illyria did to those guys because I just love that scene where it's like that devil guy that he played racquetball with and some others getting in the car and then they turn on the headlights and there's Illyria and she just kind of cocks her head. Yeah, that was yeah. great. And then the next time you see the car is just like <laughs> destroyed <laughs> and on fire or had been on fire. And yeah. I would have liked to have seen that. She said she will make trophies of their spines. Yes. <laughs> I want to see those trophies. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been fun if she had showed up where Wesley was with like five spines in her hands. <laughs> just <laughs> yes. kind of drops them. <laughs> yep. And I do love how pissed off Lindsay was that Lauren's the one that shot him. <laughs> that was amazing. Not you! <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Not the... Boy, what a surprise. He... Oh, I did not that see that coming. That cold-blooded shooting was quite a surprise. Yeah, mm-hmm. I... Yeah, and that really is out of character for Lauren, so I guess I can, yeah, I don't know. Is his last line like, that's all, folks? Something like that. That's, yeah. Is that a play on his nickname, Lorny Tunes? (laughs) (laughs) It felt like he was speaking to the audience. He definitely was, yeah. Which he's done a few times, you know, with his karaoke kind of persona. Mm-hmm. Which kind of worked. That in his mind he'd be like on stage telling the story of his life. Right. Or he just totally broke the fourth wall. I'm not sure. <laughs> or he just said it to himself. Just kind of. I'm done. But yep, Wesley and Fred scene was sad. Wesley's death scene was sad. I'm very sad that Wesley's gone. That, so I guess Wesley's not in the comics. That makes me sad. Guess not. Unless it's Ghost Wesley. You could be a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> you could like see Ghost Fred and Ghost Wesley every once in a while. There you go. Happy little ghost couple. They could do that. Yeah. Make that happen. I like. I like how they structured it 
where everyone goes out on their own to kill their people and it yes. kind of enter shows those scenes of fighting and it's exciting to watch it is and gun kicked ass i like that i like it when yeah. he like kills that senator demon yeah like, just a hatchet to the that head that was awesome <laughs> Yep, and Fred punching that fluids demon was awesome. Oh yeah, just, like, just right her fist just goes right through his face. <laughs> he doesn't know she's Illyria, I guess. He just thinks she's this young girl. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I don't know how he missed Illyria, but apparently he did. So. Yeah, no, I I liked the ending on my second watch more than I did on my first watch. You guys were shocked. Yes. I love the ending. I kind of like that ambiguous just them fighting. I I love it. I love how it goes out. I think it is awesome. I I like it more on a second watch than I did. The first watch, I was just like, what? No, no, no. You know. (laughs) Yeah. Because they they wrapped up Buffy pretty well to me. And I I guess I just expected it to be more of a wrap-up, but I'm kind of glad it wasn't, too. Angel's a little bleaker. Yeah, yeah. So... Second watch, I do agree. It ended just, it's a satisfying ending to me. It is, and it'd be okay if it didn't go on in the comics, and I just thought, wow, they, wow, how amazing. They just bravely fought till they couldn't fight anymore and died. Yeah. No, I think that's cool. And it's very Angel, you know? Yeah. But that, that was cool. Had been quite the bloodbath. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It was cool how they all separated, and then they must have had like that meetup point because they yeah. all, you know, and any word on Wesley? No, you know. And Illyria shows up and tells him that he's dead. That was sad. Hmm. And yeah. Gun Gun seemed to have been wounded pretty badly too. Yeah. And Illyria sensed it. She said he's only got about ten minutes. <laughs> oh wow! So and she was pretty right on with Wesley too. With Wesley, yeah. This is a mortal wound, and she knew he was gonna die in just minutes. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe Gun doesn't make it. I don't think so. He he had a pretty bad wound. I wonder what happened to him with a vamp. I don't know. Maybe he becomes a vampire. Yeah, maybe they turned him. <laughs> I guess it doesn't work that way. <laughs> it looked way. like another stomach. It's not like a zombie. <laughs> yeah. So. Maybe there were two stomach wound deaths. Maybe. Just to appease you. Just to appease that girl in the future. <laughs> <sighs> so, yeah. Wow. We did it. We did it. Yay. <laughs> Good. You ended up enjoying Angel way more than you thought you would. Absolutely. Yes. And now can you see that 
It's believable that people like it more than Buffy. I do. I can see that. Mm -hmm. Yep. I think it's believable. I don't, but I love it. You know, I enjoy it a lot. Yep. I'm surprised at how much I like it. Especially after season one. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, I... uh... Yeah, I'm really glad I watched it. This has been fun. There were times there before we started it that you just hated Angel so bad, I wondered. But going back to that, I think she'll like him. He's so much more likable than Angel. He seems like a totally different character to me. Yeah. You know, like, I know if and when I do like a Buffy rewatch, I'm going to hate him just as much in yeah, Buffy. You, <laughs> you know. I can contest that. After seeing Angel, it's not going to change my mind because I just hate their relationship so much. I hate what it does to each of them, but I'm surprised, yes, how much I liked Angel, the show. Yeah, you just can't... I don't know. You, I can't... Uh-huh. I can't stand him and Buffy together. They just bring out the worst in each other. The worst mm-hmm. traits that I can't deal with. Right. Once you separate the two, I'm okay. Is B asleep? I don't know. I can hear George. I can hear George. I hear B. <laughs> she may have fallen asleep. Hmm. Sleep well, B. <laughs> How sweet. <laughs> Don't drop George. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's. So check your Facebook. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I just requested to join Sue. (laughs) (laughs) So. Approved. (laughs) Yay. Oh, I just got approved. (laughs) (laughs) So. So, yeah. Well, wow. For those that listened, I hope you enjoyed listening. You enjoyed watching it through our eyes. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And it's weird that I'm not putting next assignment down. (laughs) I know. We have nothing to discuss. I know. I know. What's next is Dollhouse, but not for some weeks. Yeah. So we're going to do, we're going to focus on Bates, right? And just... Yeah, let's just do Bates. We're, it's just a good time that we finish this series. There's no need to start one in the middle of Bates. Right. Well, plus, because you've got, like, what, three or four or more that you can throw yes. out there anyway? Okay. Now, are we going to also do a B Watches Firefly? Yeah, I think we are. Let's do that after... Dollhouse? Dollhouse. Okay. And so. we've discussed changing the name of the podcast. Oh, that's right. To Whedon Watch? Is that? Watching Whedon. Watching Whedon. 
and that'll be good for us for a couple more years at least. <laughs> right. Watching weed and, and other stuff. Yeah. We have to have some little disclaimer because we're going to run out of weed and shows. Yep. I don't think I want to watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. No. I want to watch it, but I don't think I want to podcast about it. Mm. Yeah. So, and I don't think he's as heavily involved in that as he is in like, these shows anyway. Oh, really? I have no idea. I don't think so. Although, I know, you know, I know so many people that love Joss Whedon, and they don't talk about it very much. Yeah, I mean, I think he wrote, like, I think he's, I, I don't know, I... I've seen four or five episodes of Angels of Shield, just Agents of Shield, <laughs> Angels, <laughs> <laughs> just kind of scattered here and there. Um, mm-hmm. I think Gunn's in it. Oh, I think so. I'm not positive, but I think he is. But anyway, so that's our plan. We will Dollhouse is next, and we are just going to do two episodes at a time. <laughs> Yeah, I think maybe in between those two we should do um, finally get you to watch Dr. Horrible. Oh, okay. I can do that. Okay. And there seems to be all of us, there's at least one of us that hasn't seen. So with Firefly, it's going to be B watches Firefly. Mm-hmm. Dollhouse, it's M and Sue watch Dollhouse. Yeah. I guess Dr. Horrible would be Sue watches Dr. Horrible. Because you're the one that hasn't seen that one. Right. So. And just what we're going to do, the comics just kind of, I think starting after Bates, we'll just do the occasional, maybe an entire season or maybe divide the comic season into two parts that we just kind of have one podcast where we discuss it. Yeah. I don't know, we haven't worked that out yet, but we're not going to just do comics, you know, just straight. We're going to just have them just peppered in when we are ready for one. Yeah. Kind of like how we do the Psycho movies. Exactly. Yeah, those will be more scattered. We're not going to do just straight comic episodes over and over. Yeah, they'll be kind of bonus. Yep. Bees awake. (laughs) did you hear me fall asleep you just didn't answer so we kept calling your name and then we decided you were asleep we could could hear George so we knew we knew the call had dropped (laughs) (laughs) but we're like be sleeping so but we're just wrapping up so okay do you have any final words (laughs) um I like that Angel predicted Harmony's betrayal. Oh, yeah. Oh, we didn't mention that. had a recommendation ready for her. Yeah, because he's like, you're evil. I understand. (laughs) I know. That was kind of (laughs) cool. Yeah, I just like when the... When you don't think the main character is a step ahead, but they are. Yeah, that's always fun. That Mm -hmm. that is fun. That Um, is fun. Oh, you said you were going to explain a Dungeons and Dragons reference. 
at some point. You said there's something more about Dungeons and Dragons, but it was too spoilery to tell us. It's not this series. Aha! Uh-huh. I was so proud for remembering that. You <laughs> <laughs> don't know how hard that is for my brain right now. I'm sorry. <laughs> but yeah, I was not talking about this one. Still spoilery, but not this series. <laughs> Well, cool. We should wrap up so B can go to sleep for sure. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, join us. Maybe we'll be watching Whedon by then. I'm not sure. <laughs> but <laughs> join us. The feed shouldn't change. Right on. I don't know. If you change the title of your podcast, I don't know how that works. I don't we'll either. find out. Yeah. <laughs> we will let you know on this feed if you need to switch feeds. Yeah, B may have missed that. We're switching to watching Whedon. Oh, fine. Yep. And then the individual podcast will be titled, you know, M and Sue Watch Dollhouse or B mm-hmm. Watches Firefly. Mm-hmm. But the actual title will be Watching Whedon. Oh, fine. That's great. Yep. So... Right, so join us in a few weeks as we start Dollhouse. I don't even I don't know the titles of them, but I don't either. <laughs> I guess that'll be next. <laughs> It'll be episodes one and two of season one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so Yep. If you guys have any feedback, you know, we don't know anything about it, so you can uh leave feedback for us about it. Yep, or if you've ever been curious and wanted a reason to watch Dollhouse, join us. Yep. It's only a couple seasons, so right on. And we're afraid we're not going to like it, so all the Dollhouse lovers out there, we apologize in advance (laughs) if we make fun of it. (laughs) We might really like it. You never know. (laughs) We might. I have no idea. We'll try. Yep. All right. All right. Well... Well, gosh, we did it. Well, gosh. (laughs) We did it. It's kind of sad. It's kind of bittersweet. It is. I'm sad. (laughs) (laughs) Had a lot of laughs. We have. Yep. All right. All right. Well, B, I'll see you in the morning. Okay. All right. All right. Good night. Night. Good night. Bye. Where did this all start? Two months ago, with a kiss. Though it didn't hit me till later that night. (gasps) Cordelia gave you her visions. One shot deal. She put me on the path, showed me where the real powers are. But I couldn't see who they were. And then Fred died. And I wasn't gonna let that be another random horrible event in another random horrible world. So I decided to use it to make her death matter. And it worked. I'm in. I've seen the faces of evil. I know who the real powers in the apocalypse are. So all that power tilts the scales crap. That's true. We're in a machine. That machine's going to be here long after our bodies are dust. But the senior partners will always exist in one form or another because mankind is weak. Uh, do you want me to point my crossbow at him? Because I think he's going to start talking about ants again. We are weak. The powerful control everything.
accept our will to choose. Look, Lindsay's a pathetic halfwit, but he was right about one thing. Heroes don't accept the way the world is. Senior partners may be eternal, but we can make their existence painful. You want to take them on? We're in a machine. The Blackthorn runs it. We can bring their gears to a grinding halt, even if it's just for a moment. About time we got our hands dirty. This isn't a keep fighting the good fight kind of a deal. Let's be clear. I'm talking about killing every single member of the Blackthorn. We don't walk away from that. Do we crawl away at least? We do this. Senior partners are rain their full wrath. They'll make an example of us. I'm talking full on hell, not the basic fire and brimstone kind we're used to. We know the drill. No, you don't. Ten to one, we're gone when the smoke clears. They will do everything in their power to destroy us. So, I need you to be sure. Power endures. We can't bring down the senior partners, but for one bright, shiny moment, we can show them that they don't own us. You need to decide for yourselves if that's worth dying for. I can't order you to do this. Can't do it without you. So we'll vote. As a team, think about what I'm asking you to do. Think about what I'm asking you to give. Kill them all. Burn the house down while we're still in it. Something like that. Fuck! 
some of those that work forces are the same that brought crosses. Some of those that work forces are the same that brought crosses. Some of those that work forces are the same that brought crosses. wanted to personally address Sue and B and everyone else who has joined us in this journey by watching Buffy and Angel for the first time with the podcast. Not to mention all our supporters, feedbackers, and friends and guests. Um, Sue and B, thanks for indulging me and taking the time to watch one of my favorite TV series. In the midst of skepticism and rocky beginnings in both series, not to mention unplanned deaths in our own lives, uh, forcing you to visit uncomfortable subject matters that may have hit a little close to home that I, I didn't plan that. Anyway, I'd like to dedicate this song to you on behalf of Joss Whedon and myself. Ran along with the sunshine There's gotta be a little rain sometimes 
Good night, folks.